stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. That's right. Thanks for tuning in. It is showtime. My name is Tony Gapastone and my pronouns are he, him, his. I'm coming at you from Redwood City, California. That is Northern California where our headquarters are. And I am a Caucasian man with brown hair. I'm wearing a black V-neck shirt in a studio that says Brave Maker. Very happy to be with you today. I want everyone and anyone to feel included in this conversation so that we can talk big things, inspire you and help you achieve your creative goals and dreams. And I'm always with my friend, collaborator and co-host, Christina Ray Jackson. Hey, what's going on, Tony? I'm Christina Ray Jackson. My pronouns are he, she, they. I'm a writer and an actor coming to you from the East Bay in Dublin, California. And I'm rocking the bright cherry red hair with the King T'Challa shirt today for the cosplay <laughs> you can check it all out on instagram at kray cosplay or on my website at christinajackson.com tony what's this, going on we got a great this, show today we do have a great show and for all of you who are listening on the audio version this is episode check this out you ready for this this is episode 138 138 no episodes Woo! 138 podcasts we're really excited to be doing this before we bring in our special guest we always start the conversation with this one question how are you braving your way toward your creative goals it takes one step at a time so what are you doing we got a big Sundance show coming up next week, Ooh. and Sundance really kicks off tomorrow. Is that right? Is tomorrow the 20th? Tomorrow, already? the 20th of so, January. I've been going back watching Sundance winners. Yeah. Uh, just kind of watching Precious. And That's great. It's, super, it's awesome. If you're, if you're gearing up to watch the new films, it's fun to go back and watch the old ones, especially if you're writing a movie right now, uh, Tony. Mm -hmm. And if you're working on projects to see what do the winners look like? What are audiences yeah. going for? What do, did directors do? What choices did they make? So it's really exciting to go back and watch it with an actor's eye. Because before I've just been uh, a viewer, you know, I've just been enjoying yeah. films, but now I'm watching them very differently. So that's how I'm braving my way. And uh, Tony, how are you braving your way this week? That's cool. In the same way. We are gearing up for a table read. Table read is industry talk for getting people to read the script, getting actor types to literally sit around a table. We'll be doing this via Zoom, but we're gonna do a table read next week. And we'd love to have some audience members if anybody wants to come and just watch. I do have a few parts for actors. You can email me, tony at bravemaker.com. But I've been really stoked uh, getting the actors and assembling them together, feeling you know, all the nerves and excitement, trying to polish the script up. This is go, Veronica, go. So I would say it's kind of getting ready for its fourth draft. And we'll have the actors, Christina Ray Jackson starring, uh, read through the whole script. And then I'll ask them questions about what worked, what didn't work, what was confusing, what made you laugh, what, what, what where did you feel? in the script and then i'll do another edit I'll, I'll take all that feedback and crack it open again so that's kind of how i'm raving my way it. it's really I'm fun i'm a huge fan of table reads huge fan <laughs> it's like it's so cool to see the story come to life in that way we're gonna you know, have before. so much yeah. fun i can't wait to hear <laughs> hear you bring it to life so all right well let's do this let's bring in our special guests yes without further ado let's welcome Mr. Keith Jones, welcome to the show, Mr. Hello, Jones. Hello, hello, thank you all for having me. Hello, Brave Makers, what's yeah. going on? What's going on, this is long overdue. Welcome to the show, Keith, yeah. Well, thank, thank you for having me, thank you for having me. Keith, do your introduction. Give us a inclusive introduction so people who are listening can hear you, hear your pronouns, where you're calling from, and then we'll jump into the interview. All righty. Uh, my name is Keith Jones. My pronouns are he, him, and his. I am an African-American male sitting in a room with a ceiling fan over my right shoulder. If it's on your screen, I have no idea what side it is on the screen. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm an African-American male. I'm 52. Shh, don't tell nobody. Uh, and I'm the president and CEO of Soul Touching Experiences, as well as the co-founder of Crip Hop Nation. And I'm currently 
broadcasting live via satellite, like we say back in the day, uh, from New Jersey. Very cool. Let's jump in. So you shared a little bit, but we want to hear Keith's origin story. Where were you born and raised? And how has your journey uniquely prepared you for all the super cool, exciting work you're doing today? We can't wait to jump into it. So, yeah, let's tell, let's hear your story, Keith. All right. Well, I shouldn't tell you because then you'll blackmail me. But I'm going to say <laughs> that uh, I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and my journey is... Um, I don't think it's atypical, but apparently, according to other people, it is. I was born in St. Louis, moved to upstate New York in the 70s, moved to Massachusetts in the 80s, went to college in Jersey in the 90s, um, which is why this is still my stomping ground. Um, and over the course of those years and over the course of my life, I've always been in art and theater and, you know, my grandmother drugged me to church every day from here and everywhere. Um, my mother put me in music classes and taught me how to take vocal lessons. So I've always been doing that. Um, but lately the journey has turned into more about, I mean, over the last couple of years, it's really been more about bringing um, everybody else to, to the forefront. Cause I, you know, I used to tell people they're like, oh my God, you're so amazing. I'm like, you know, they're, they're, they're more, I'm like, I know amazing people. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't have the access to opportunities. So um, as an advocate, activist, you know, poet, author, whatever people want to call me, um, it really has been focused on if, you know, if you want a better world, you have to build it. If you want better entertainment, you have to do it. If you want more representation, you have to do it. Um, I, so I've become an old crotchety black man. And like, <laughs> I'm not asking nobody for nothing no more. I'm just going to do it. And we'll either succeed or we won't. But it really is about, you know, it's, it's actually in line with brave makers. It's like, how do you bring your way to creativity? It's, mm -hmm. it's understanding that every day, Artists, artists, you know, we don't, artists don't get loved like we used to. I mean, like, depending on, you know, celebrity is one thing, but being a writer or being a poet or being a graphic designer or being, you know, production designer or be, you know, those kind of things that are not glitzy glamour, like the guy delivering the lines or the, the individual delivering the lines. So really the goal is just to build something that's really dope, you know, really cool and make something that, doesn't embarrass my mama because I do like going <laughs> home. So uh, those those kind of things. But yeah, that's that's you know that's a real condensed um, version of yeah of the journey so far. You know, I love this. This is great. My mom is in the comments over here commenting exactly what I was going to comment here. My mom is Robin. Hi, mom. Uh, she says, if you want to build a better world, you have to build it. She loves that. And when you said that Love come it. out of your mouth, I was like, yeah, yes. Talk about that. Talk about getting to a place of realizing you couldn't wait or you didn't want to depend on other people and how that led to what you have now, Crip Hop Nation and other things that you're doing. Uh, well, it actually started. Um, so real quick, so real anecdotal story is in 1986, God, the last millennia. Uh, 1986, they had something in Boston that was, you know, a talent contest where they had three different sections, dancers, singers, and rappers. Um, and it was actually sponsored by the people who brought you New Edition, New Kids on the Block, Earl and the Twins. Uh, and we went. And when we showed up and with the wheelchair, they were like, ooh, that's nice. You can sit over here in the corner and watch. And I was like, no, I'm here to perform. Um, and when we performed, they were like, oh my God, Fizzo. They still couldn't say my name. But, you know, we, we went through the first round, we got through the second round. And on the last round, we went, they were like, Fizzo. And we got on stage and they cut the musical. I was like, son of a. And so what ended up happening is I had my, my friend, my cousin, um, who was beatboxing. And so I was like, turn the music off. And we just went. And he dropped the beatbox and I just freestyled for four minutes. And I was because I was so disgusted that they had, you know, we had a routine all set up. We had the beat ready. So again, this is way back last millennia. So we had a cassette deck, a cassette tape. And what they had done is intentionally forwarded the music 
so it was on the wrong track. And so we, I just made it up on the spot. And um, once we did it, I just was so disgusted. I just got up out the wheelchair and walked off stage. I was like, F that. The cop was like, oh my God, he got up and walked off stage. What the hell? <laughs> and, me and, my man, and we sitting next stage, we was all hugging each other. We could have won this. We could have won because we felt um, robbed because we like, did it. Um, but we won. And and the guy, you know, we won. And so the prize was supposed to be $5,000 on the record contract. Wow. But what ended up happening was that, you know, they came to the house. They said, you're really talented. You want a record deal or you want the money. Um, I've always been real close to real, been real close to getting quotes signed, unquote. Um, mm-hmm. But even even seven years later, being in New Jersey and doing opening up for Wu-Tang and Ice and Smooth and the Gangstar, and doing all those things and being on, you know, uh, video music blocks and all of those things. And people at Sony Polygram saying, yes. Um, I do remember being in the cafeteria at school and our our attempted manager saying, um, Arista or Atlantic likes you, but they don't want him to rap. They want my man to rap and they just want me to do the beats because they said I was too crippled to rap. So this has been so it's not that we haven't been talented or, or been able to like give you just dope stuff. It's always been a um, societal perception that we don't know how to market this. You know, I'm like, dude, I make beats with my feet and I'm nice and I'm cute. So like, I, it shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be difficult to to package that. Um, so that kind of led us to where we are now. And Crip Hop really kind of started out of that discussion with Leroy and Leroy found me on MySpace back in 2000 when I did my first my my um, what now my my what I, for the younger for the younger it was, listeners it was, what? It, was, it was baby TikTok let's call it back on baby TikTok <laughs> so but that really was it and so we came together um and we took Crip Hop because it was it was actually Leroy Moore and our our, our late co-founder Rob Denoy's Temple, who um, was a DJ for the Sugar Hill Gang. But again, he was running into ableism. Leroy was running into ableism. I was running into ableism. Um, You know, my friend took me to a thing and he wanted me to meet Chuck D. And he was like, you need to meet this guy. And Chuck D left my CD sitting on the side of the the sidewalk. Um, So it's those kind of things that I was like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're nice or if you do this, people really are still going to allow their prejudice to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what we did was say, you know, screw that. If that's what y'all going to do, we just going to build our own. And so here we are some 15, I mean, formally 15 years later, but informally 20 years later. And we're just like, we're trying to give the world what they don't get, which is access to, just great people who are who just so happen to have a different version of humanity and show up with a different kind of human condition versus, you know, the the, the prototype of, oh, they look like this, they look like this, they look like this. So that really is um, how we came about. Crip Hop is now all over the world. Yes. Can you go back, talk a little bit about your vision, you and Leroy, the three founders, when you got together, what was the vision? What was the dream? Uh, the dream was not to be excluded because of our disability. The dream was just to be able to do your art and, you know, live the life that you want. Um, Crip Hop is, as much as it's an artist thing, it is a political thing, too. There's politics mm-hmm. to this, where our central focus is giving people their humanity, not giving people but elevating and, and expressing their humanity and really dealing with the root causes of sexism, ableism, mm-hmm. homophobia, transphobia, socioeconomic classism, um, those kind of things that inform how we move through the world. Because as dope as I am on stage, when I get off in America, I'm still black and crippled. And the moment I move in that space, now that's not my definition of myself but when you walk out into the world you know people see you for you know they see your disability they react to you 
based upon their own perceptions. So the, the bigger vision for Rob, myself, and Leroy has always been about how can we elevate dope people who just because of their human condition are not able to, I don't know, access shows or put on concerts. So over the last 15 to 20 years, we put on international conferences, concerts, put out books, documentaries, working on, we had actually, you know, we'll get into it later, but we're looking on launching a streaming service to bring that same kind of energy. Cause now disability is sexy, but it depends on which disability you got. So, you know, it's one of those things. So we're really trying to elevate that whole, um, you know, just the whole genre of not focusing solely on saying, oh my God, I'm a disabled artist, I'm an artist. And I just so happen to have a disability. Um, you know, this is about my creative talent is not defined by my human condition. It's informed by my human condition. Mm -hmm. That's good. Beautiful. That's a, that's a good line. It's a, it's a, you talked about, you know, disability being sexy. <clears throat> I think more, yeah. more than ever, there is a heightened awareness for our world, especially in the creative arts, but really anywhere. Do we see can people see themselves in any job? Do they right. feel included and welcomed? Do they see themselves having a seat at that table? Do they, do they see themselves being able to own that table and invite others to come, not just being the ones who are invited? I, you know, as someone who is trying to get better at that, that's something that I really loved. And it's been humbling over the years how I've missed the point. But I see, especially in entertainment i'm yes. so aware now when i watch a show uh i'm looking at who's on who's in front of the screen who who made this who is behind the screen it's it's so it's it's so good and i love it and it feels so right so thank you for doing the work because it helps obviously the people who need to be seen but i think those of us who miss those opportunities who don't even realize some of our perceptions the way we move about the, the world are ableist but we can work against right. that. And so mm -hmm. what is something that you have learned that, you know, as you've been doing this work that, you know, as a, as an artist in general, that doesn't have to do with, you know, any kind of specific regret, but I always like asking people, what would you do different now that you are where you are now, you've had crip hop, what well, you said, 15 years or whatever, yeah. what would you do different now? Or what did you learn that as you move forward, you could help others as they try to start these type of creative movements and revolutions what what i learned well i learned i learned a lot about myself that if i don't have a vodka and cranberry after dealing with humans i could be a different kind of person um what i learned is that perseverance um and what you know if i you know looking back over the the 20 years 15 years the one thing i would do different maybe is do it with a little more intent um, I think we literally have, we woke up, we started this and we pushed and we've been pushing and we have consistently pushed. The regret that I have is not something that I can control though. The regret that I have is that as a person of color or a person in a marginalized community or people around the world that humans um, like to profess their intelligence or their superiority, but it usually is based upon the most reductive uh, form of calculus. Like I'm better than you because I don't look like you. I'm better than you because I don't walk like you. I'm better than you because I don't love the same people you love. And so the regret that I have is that I have been, that at least for me in terms of the work that I've done, you know, I could be a little more intentional in expressing that um, and enforcing the issue on humanity because Leroy and I, Leroy, I, and, and Rob, I mean, the, the crazy part using that as a pejorative, uh, not as a descriptor, is that um, this is, you know, we're in 50, you know, we have 14 chapters in 15 different countries on five different continents. That amazing. Are touching lives or something. Oh, amazing. You know, an amazing amount of people yeah. who literally are like, Yo, I didn't know I could do this. I mean, I was doing it, but then when I saw you doing it, I was like, Ugh. you know, I, it's funny. I got a um, message on Facebook not too long ago when I put up something. 
uh, the young man that I had mentored a little bit um, some years ago was like, thank you, because you you given me the the, the, the the energy to continue to do this. And I don't see myself as that kind of person, um, but I am conscious that when I look back or when somebody looks back and they see a African-American male with cerebral palsy, you know, doing what we're doing, or you see a a young woman or, or a non-binary person who's doing this, or you see people whose human condition is typically castigated because of the way society um, sees beauty and health. You know, I, I kind of like the fact that we are in that position. So, you know, the regret is that more humans aren't embracing, you know, the way that we are. Like the beauty and the beauty and the humanity that we have. Um, and so that's probably the only regret that I have in terms of what we've done over the last couple of years. You have so much to be proud of. Oh my gosh. Let's quickly play uh, a clip. And those of you who are watching live or on the replay, you'll be able to see it. Uh, those of you who can hear, you'll be able to hear a little bit. And these are all available on their Crip Hop Nation website. Okay, now. <laughs> yes. Yo. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. It just brings me so much joy. There's nothing like it out there uh, for entertainment in the music industry. There's nothing like it. Keith, can you tell us, share some of the sexiest moments you've had the opportunity to experience since launching Crip Hop Nation? And what are you looking forward to doing next? Ooh, um, the sexy part is the funny, the sexy part is the fact that, you know, tongue in cheek, um, when I do intros, like my good keynotes, I'll say, hello, my name is Keith Jones. And as you can see, I'm a person with a disability. And yes, it's very difficult being sexy all the time, but it gets me good parking. Um, <laughs> a comedian part. too. Yeah, right. It's just embracing, um, I think what's so, the sexy part is, having parents, kids, you know, people saying, yo, I didn't know that I could be, you know, a player or I could be embracing my sexuality or I could be, you know, fully romantic or I can be mm -hmm. intimate. I can have a full life. I think the beautiful part about this or the sexiest part about this for me is that the artistic and creative and political expression has a specific goal. And the specific goal is that you are able to live your life as you see it, that you enjoy your humanity and you breathe your life as long as you're a helpful, you know, non-corrosive individual, that you breathe these things into um, existence. The, and the coolest part is that my kids look at me like, I need some money, right? Like I don't impress them <laughs> Your at dad. All. <laughs> Like, I don't impress them at all. Yeah, never, but, never. Um, it's just, it's really, it's it's knowing that, you know, I, like when I call my mama, I'm a mama's boy. Like when I call my mama, I can actually say, you know, everything that you've laid, the groundwork you've laid in terms of giving me confidence to know that the world, as hard as the world is, you make your way. There are no excuses. There may be reasons. Brave no that excuses. way. Yeah. And that, mm -hmm. so that is, you know, and quiet is kept. I haven't really stopped to look back and be like, wow, I've done all of this. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, how the hell did I get here? Mm -hmm. So it's that, <laughs> so that kind of, you know, it's those kind of things. But, but, but it is fun to be, I mean, look, I'm speaking to two of the dopest people right now. 
Come on, come on. You know, this is the joy of the journey. Is to be able to speak to very interesting, very creative people who get it. So, thank you. Uh, that's why we do this show too because we want to talk to the cool dope people like you said i love that but you said your mission is like to elevate dope people <laughs> yeah like, and that's why we do it too because yes. we want to make these connections i want you're inspiring me uh you know who cares if anyone watches this we hope you all watch it and subscribe to our youtube channel and, yes. and podcast but christine and i get a lot out of it this is so cool so talk about uh you got some emmy uh buzz going oh, yeah. on some what? songs and some netflix stuff so talk about that humble brag let's go okay so i'm the worst at um telling my story outside of like the bio and my brother laughs at me because he's like bro you need to tell people so long story tell short, it. Tell long story it. short crip hop nation um along with uh harder than you think and misfits entertainment are emmy award winners for the netflix documentary rising phoenix we um crip hop nation were the voices on the the title track of yeah that's the picture of um rising phoenix and that song was then debuted by coldplay in 193 countries and then so it's cool. been broadcast with the olympics and it and was listed um, by the BBC as one of the top 20 Olympic songs in history, actually number 13. Um, and so the Emmy, now the irony of the Emmy buzz is like when people find out, they go, oh, that's so dope. But we've got no, nobody's been like, oh my God, you're an Emmy winner. Let me come give you a contract. That's not, so, you know, we're in this weird space where we have really accomplished some groundbreaking, earth-shaking things, but it it re it reinforces why we do the work. Sure, um, we don't just do it for the awards, too. right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Talk about that. I feel yeah. like as 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 artists, you don't really realize that you feel like, oh, if I get that Oscar, if I get that Emmy, if I get that Tony, no, like that's not going to open every door for you. Uh, what does the artist life really look like after winning? Yeah, right. that's that's yeah. Yeah, it looks like it looks like ham sandwiches and, and EBT cards. <laughs> uh, you know, Preach okay. Twenty second, a pack of blunts. You know, yeah. it's, it's that kind of. Um, but it has, it does shift a lot. I mean, for the three out of the four on the track, Daniel Pemberton is an Oscar-nominated, award-winning composer who is amazing. He's brilliant. He's outstanding. Um, Tony Hickman was signed to a record label. She sang the hook, out, outstanding, amazing, brilliant. George Tragic signed, was on, you know, God Award, sounded amazing. Out. So the story that, that I tell people is like, we are like the only group, I believe, ever in history. I'm, and I, you know, pretty sure that somebody will go back and try to like debunk this, but I don't think there's ever been like an independent unsigned artist to win one of the EGOTs. And so that is one of the things that I can stand on what when we turn to other people and say, we did this the hard way. We did this no love, no no Sony, no Warner Brothers, no you know, no Dr. Dre, no it was it was an email from Leroy to me. Daniel and I spoke. He he spoke it. Uh, George and Tony, and then he took because we did this in the middle of the pandemic, and so you know it was the amazing part is 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 that we showed what adaptive technology can do for the human species. If you stop being an and understand <laughs> that technology is is there to support your humanity and elevate your your ability to live your life versus being a reason that you can't do anything. I think that 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 for me resonates when you see people who are making TikTok videos to your song. Um, when you have little kids saying, I love this. So when you have people who never listen to hip hop who say, I'm gonna go work out, but I'm listening to Rising Phoenix. That I think in the you know in the long in the long scope of it, it's something that, yo, we did, we did some, 
we got something that 99% of entertainers never, excuse me, never. never get. We have something that rappers will never get, right? Like, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have that, but the film was amazing. The energy was amazing. The yes. song turned out crazy. And how I got on it is even the crazier story. But yeah, it's the, so that's why I'm like, when you was like, do you want to do this? I'm like, hell yeah, it's brain makers. Y'all the ish. I gotta be down with y'all because I'm trying to be cool like y'all. Um, and so so it's that, it's it's it's, it's actually, um, it, it, now I will say though, it does turn, it does give people a little pause when you say, well, I'm an Emmy Award winner. And they go, oh. Like, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it does add a little gravitas to the name. But look, we was dope from door. So. <laughs> well, I think you're speaking a lot of truth for any creative person to keep in check the drive for the accolades. And also, you know, to be aware of even when we get the accolades, that doesn't ensure anything. You still got to keep moving forward. You still got to create. You still got to put the work in. They don't guarantee anything. I mean, you're not the first person who's told us they've got an award or got into Sundance Film Festival and then it just dropped off. You, yeah. It's like, nope, you can't, you can't just expect, like you said, the very beginning of the conversation, you can't wait for someone else to make your dreams come true or make it happen for you. You got to keep going for it. Great. Now you got an Emmy. Awesome. Put that on your shelf. Uh, rub it once in a while. It looks nice and shiny, but keep <laughs> going. Keep doing the work. Keep talking about it. Keep creating. It's real. That's just really, really cool and really, really inspiring. You know, for me, as we got, you got to have a, a long yeah. game. You got to brave your way the long, the marathon. It's yeah. not just this little short sprint. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny because as the door, I'm looking at it now, and I literally, I think, I, I think in the, the entire time that it's been sitting on the dresser, I think I've touched it ten times. <laughs> but I walk by and I poke it like, is this thing really? <laughs> like, is it the end of walking down it and just looking at it like, no, so cool, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> It's one of those things, and and that picture. It's funny because I said when I got it, I was gonna put it in the in the wheelchair, take a picture. Perfect. And it's I, perfect. I think people mm -hmm. when I put the, when I took that picture, there was I did it for a reason because that wheelchair that I have is emblematic of the societal struggle people with disabilities have, or people who are not well off. That wheelchair is um was a gift because the wheelchair that I had before that I had bought from Walmart because I had the, the quote from the from the people when I had my electric wheelchair was you got to prove that you still need a wheelchair. I'm like, I've been black and disabled for 52 years. Mm -hmm. when, the hell did, when the hell did the wheelchair not need to be there? Um, and it's just, a, it's just a reiteration of the politics behind crip hop. Uh, the mission behind Soul Touching Experiences is that if we can eliminate intentional barriers to your existence, then you can be the best version of human you can be. And so in order to do that, like, I, like hell yeah, I ain't mad. Look, I'll take another one, but I'm not going to lose sight of the fact that, you know, as a father of three black girls, black women are not portrayed as in a certain kind of way. Yeah. As a son of a single mother, that's not portrayed a certain kind of way. Yeah. We live in a society that no matter if you have a particular expression of love and intimacy, you're castigated because it's not, quote, seen as in the social norm. But social norms are not necessarily accurate. They're more, they're more for people's comfort because they're not comfortable with your humanity. So the long goal and the long vision is I want another one. I would love a Grammy. Yes. I love an Oscar. I love a Tony. But in order to get those things, we have to continue to drive, continue yeah. to create, continue to be um, honest in your creativity and do it from like people like, oh, you going what you gonna do now? I'm like, bro, I've been rocking since like I started, I wrote my first rap in Brooklyn, New York in 1977. I've been rocking that long. So I'm not, you know, and as an art, you know, as an artist, we are creative all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, are we motivated to get up to go 
edit 700 pages of a script. No. no. But, right, but we love it. It's creativity. Your creativity should never be um, capped. And so hopefully, you know, whatever little success this has generated, whoever should happen to come across my story, if they, if they find inspiration and motivation in chasing their dreams, then hopefully, you know, then I, then we've fulfilled the mission of Crip Hop. And for those listening, who should reach out? Who should be a part of Crip Hop Nation? I just discovered Crip Hop less than five years ago. And it dramatically changed my life. And I've been rocking and rolling with Leroy and Keith ever since. So if you're listening, who should reach out? Who should be a part of Crip Hop Nation? Mr. Jones. Yes. Get that call of action going. Come on. Oh, and listen. And don't sit there looking all extra like <laughs> I'm Christina Ray Jackson, boss lady, with your home skeleton <laughs> doing your thing and not telling the people the grand, my grand design. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Jones, so, um, Mr. Jones has something really cool up his sleeve. Uh, we're collaborating on something. I'll let him. I'll let him share that part. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, share. You got a man. you got a cool picture on your Insta. I'm gonna pull it up. Those of you who can see this, Mr. Ah, Jones and Bombshell Shelly. Black Bombshell is happening. Black and Mr. Jones are cooking up something hot. Yeah, what's up? Sexy yes. show. Well, Keith, come on. Let's do our um, uh, elevator pitch. Are we ready for that? Yeah, oh, yeah, on all kinds so, of cool stuff. As you can see, it's Bombshell Black and Mr. Jones. It's an Afrofuturist sci fi adventure musical TV show, six episode uh, series that will be half live action, half anime. Okay, um, it's, it's the craziest, it's, it's sexy, it's, it's intense, it's, it's genre bending, yes, forward leaning. Um, and the person that you can blame is Christina because this was <laughs> her idea. And then she said, go ahead and do it. I was like, all right. Yeah, go ahead and so, do it. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Well, Tony already knows all I need is the slightest encouragement. If I get somebody else to say, yeah, let's do it. We're doing it. True. <laughs> True. Truer words have ever spoken. Well, you know, we're down. Brave Maker is down to make stuff. We are down. We're trying to grow this storytelling slate and uh, you know the production company we are really wanting to make a name for us here in, in the bay area so we're bringing it bring it bring it keith we're down oh. to to make stuff oh well you know like i told her like i was like i have a grand scheme because i think um what you guys do and bringing this forward the partnership or even the collaboration is what the disability community has been missing um, working across genres, across um, disability lines, across um, diagnosis identities. I think mm -hmm. that this, um, you know, I, everybody I've told about Bombshell Black and Mr. Jones, they're like, what is it coming? Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, because there is no, there's nothing that, you know, my daughters can turn on and see a strong Black female lead that doesn't look prototypical but is the everyday strong beautiful black woman um or that you know my son can turn on to say my dad did this or the grandkids or whoever they you know representation is everybody's like i want to be represented but if your representation is not rooted in forward and moving humanity forward like it doesn't matter if you got a deaf person in the show if at the end of the show, you're still going to not have communications access. It doesn't matter if you're going to have LBGTQ plus representation, but it's only going to be white LBGTQ plus because you're not talking about the lives of black transgender people or indigenous transgender people or migrants. So I create with a sense of fun and joy, but it's never lost in, um, you know what the reality is that this entertainment exists and mm -hmm. bombshell black and mr jones but you ready we about to get we about to get like an emmy and an oscar a great hey, baby to get, what this thing yo <laughs> i'm glad this kept people like hurry up i'm like I'm we do we gotta so hurry up mad. so but, but but it's it's going to be um like i'm excited about it that as well as you know the, the the vision, ironically, would be 
that braid makers, soul touching experiences, could foundation. We all get together. And Come on, this like Voltron super team to bring this thing to life. <laughs> yes, um, and and then you know put it on the big announcement that I'm about is the channel. So the, the channel, channel, the channel is, is the grand scheme, which is we're launching a streaming service powered by sorts of experiences and Crip Hop Nation to bring the artists that we talk about to a platform where they don't have to worry about whether or not somebody is going to look at their humanity and go, I don't know if there are people going to watch this. Uh, Damn that. We got it. Bring, come on. Like, if exciting. you're good, yeah. then, I mean, if you're, if you're trash, then I'm not just going to be like, oh my God, you're disabled and your art is interesting. Come on. No. If you trash, then bruh. <laughs> right. so it's like like we gonna keep the one hundred talent, yeah. Really about, um, and that's real. So that's what's been you know popping up over the last couple of months. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, announce um, a lineup probably within like four four to six weeks in terms of the initial launch. You know we have some documentaries, we got some animation shows, we got some music videos. Um, it's gonna be sort of like. So the analogous would be rolling it out like an Apple Plus, where they had like certain shows. They didn't have a lot of content, but they had really high quality content. And the the distinction with this is that the the accessibility will be embedded in the shows. Mm -hmm. So when you when you turn on the channel, you instead of having to turn on accessibility, you would have to turn it off. So you will have your closed caption, ASL interpreter you know an audio description um embedded in the shows and it, we did a we did a trial run last year where we produced uh black future month so that's the template we're bringing to the channel well this is all so so cool and please yes however we can help you know we're in you got christina and all her her power i'll do whatever i can to like follow up <laughs> behind so happy <laughs> happy to help Keith, where can people get in touch with you? We've got your Instagram, the Soul Toucha Instagram. You've got yeah. your CripHopNation.com. Anywhere else you want people to follow up with you? Um, so the irony is, depending on where you meet me in life, I'm either a public policy official, a yeah. corporate consultant, community activist, or rapper, or actor, or aspiring porn star depending on what day it is um but no, uh, so, I'm not there. Um, but you can find me on you know it's keith jones um on linkedin uh it's at d-a-s-o-u-l-t-o-u-c-h-a across all platforms with instagram twitter you know um TikTok, snapchat um and crip hop nation you can follow us at cripphopnation.com we do have a website. Um, if you want to see the corporate side of it, it's at thesoultoucher.com, www.thesoultoucher.com, um, which is really funny because nobody can ever say it. Okay. So, yeah, so we're there. You know, hopefully, um, you, you know, people can reach out. I'm always right down on. to do something that can elevate and move people forward so that we can have you know like i say you want to build you want a better world you got to go out and there and build it mm -hmm. well the super cool to meet you we got a film we're going to be having in production in may or june and i just had this pop in my mind you need to be in it be in one of the scenes maybe you're rapping in one of the scenes or something we'll figure, we'll figure it out but we'll we'll, we'll be in touch uh, yes. so good uh, all right, you down to stay with us to favorite one of your favorite things of the week? Here we go. Sure. Brave faves, TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave faves. All right, we just got done celebrating MLK Day, and we're always celebrating MLK around here. And everything that we do and my brave fave this week if you haven't binge watched his speeches beyond just i have a dream he's got a lot of amazing speeches his love your enemy speech available on youtube 
is exceptional. Uh, love is a theme for the year. I'm going to mix and match some uh, love themes with some cosplay. We'll see how that goes. I'm rocking the red uh, cherry lip today to do that cosplay. So, yeah, check out Martin Luther King's speech. Love your enemies. It'll change your, it'll, hopefully it'll change your heart and change your mind about how you are viewing things and how you're viewing the endeavors that we're currently uh, trying to achieve as far as ending poverty and addressing economic inequalities and these issues we've been battling for decades now. So that's my brave fave. I'll shoot it over to you, Tony. What's your brave fave this week? So good. I do want to just take a, a pause and just say, yes, that we are a few days uh, after Martin Luther King Monday celebrating his life. And it's so easy and accessible. I love that we can just YouTube, like you said, YouTube his speech. We should be knowing yes. these things more than just the, the one quoters or I have a dream. You are so, so right. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Christina. Yes. I am going to fave the... HBO show Insecure. Oh my gosh! It, I, I finally it. Caught, finally freaking caught up, and it was so good. I it's six seasons long, and the final episode I think debuted a week, three weeks ago, something, and it was just a masterclass for me in, in culture and black community, uh, but also in filmmaking. And the, the TV show was just I just was so in awe of what Issa and Prentice Penny, by the way, who uh, tweeted at me because I tweeted at him and Issa uh, this week on Twitter. And he tweeted back at me. I was so stoked. What? Thank you, Prentice Penny, for tweeting back at me because I kind of feel, if I'm honest, I kind of feel a little bit like, you know, I'm not their target audience. I, I'm a cis white dude. And I feel a little bit like, uh, is it okay? You know, and I know that's kind of ridiculous. And he basically tweeted at me and said, dude, if you love good storytelling, if you want to see people of color thrive, and if you want to find your security and your own insecurities, then you're our target audience. That's what he said. I was like, That's perfect. Yes, totally. Yes. We should all be able to find connection. And I totally saw myself in Issa, believe it or not, as an entrepreneur and as someone trying to make her way. I was like, this, it was just amazing. She's a, be she's beautiful. She's creative. She is funny and witty. She gave all these people opportunities. Uh, people who did not have names or credits, I, 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 just in awe. And mm -hmm. yeah, and we're going to have a person who has a small role on the show uh, uh, in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that announcement. We're really, really excited to Very have cool. Insecure yes. is my brave thing. What you got, Keith? Uh, do I, my brave, they, I think the thing that I, um, brave makers, shout y'all out. That's, that's <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and probably I want to shout out all the creative people who have managed to hold their, um, their, 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 their motivation and their creativity during the time of a global pandemic mm -hmm. and seeing how society has basically told disabled people and everybody else, good luck. Uh, but yeah. the cool thing that the, the thing that I think is going forward that I will shout out today is y'all. Because ah. I think, you know, because I think you are not, I'm not saying remove, I think, because you all are what the youth that I've seen across this country need to see. They need to see you all. And when you were talking about insecure and there's a white man, is it okay? The, the goal of elevating everybody is so that, like, you can appreciate my creativity and my humanity as an African-American male and still see similarities. Mm -hmm. your, your upbringing may not necessarily be the same, but on a human level, you understand love, you understand them, you understand desire, you understand, you understand all those things. And I think that when we get to a point where we put this show, we put these six episodes together and give them that whole, what they gonna be like, we need more of that. Come so, on. So that Brave Makers and Bombshell Black and Mr. Jones, <laughs> Y'all better be ready for it because it ain't nothing. Ain't nothing like this going to be anywhere. We're I in. Because I know who I'm rocking with. So, yeah. Keith, you're the bomb.com. I really appreciate that. 
Thank you. Let's do stuff. I'm serious. Yep, we talk every week. It. We get people on here and we say this. And sometimes I know it takes time, but we got to make something happen. We do. And, Let's make it happen. and you can see on the screen in front of you, Prentice Penny, you can see the tweet. There it is. He tweeted at me. Hey. And I love that. And that's what I want to be about. I want to be about this stuff. I was like, good story. Seeing people of color thrive, all marginalized people, all people Perfect. need to have a voice and a story and relate to the human experience of being insecure. Like, oh, so good. Yes. All right, my friends. Well, that is our show today. I want to remind you that Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit. We do this work because of generous people like you. So if you've got some extra coin, I don't mean Bitcoin. It's got to be real coin because we don't have the ability to do Bitcoin yet. Maybe someday we'll figure it out. But uh, you can go to our website, bravemaker.com slash donate, or you can use your phone. Just text the word brave maker to 44321. We've got some real serious goals and aspirations. We're making our film in May. We're looking for an executive producer, but we want to create a grant fund so that we can help young and aspiring filmmakers tell their stories. We would love to help uh, people like Keith and others who are creating music make their stuff because people need resources to do that. One small way you can also support us if you can't give financially, just go to smile.amazon.com and choose us as your preferred nonprofit. Did you know that Amazon has an affiliate program that allows people to give back to nonprofits? Basically, there's no extra money out of your pocket. It's extra money out of Amazon's pocket. And they got a lot of money. So go to <laughs> smile.amazon.com smile and choose Brave Maker and use that every time you shop. Christina, what we got coming up next week? We got an exciting show next week. Uh, we're going to be doing our sundown shows. And I think we're Ooh. starting the films tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's right. We're jumping in tomorrow to kick off Sundance. Has been moved to online. Unfortunately, we don't get to play in the snow, but maybe next year. Fingers crossed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So come back for that exciting show next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and watch some of those film, films with us. Tony, are you going to post on your Instagram which films you're watching? We should do that. Like, Oh, that's a great idea. We should post your viewing. Yeah, because you have your list already. So we should post what we'll that's be watching you want to go to our Sundance watch party with us we'll yep. post that info and thank you to everyone who helps us run this show to Barnell Amos our podcast editor to Kerry Alley our social media intern to our other Brave Maker intern Emerson Morley and of course to Alex Todd our fabulous producer thank you guys for helping us do what we do every week yeah <laughs> much love thank you so much for much watching and listening everybody make sure you go find the soul touch of keith jones yes mr jones keith, keith yes. stay afterward we'd love to grab a photo with you much love y'all brave stories change the world and you are the story bye everybody Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BraveMaker to 44321 or go to BraveMaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>